two to tie. Michigan will have to bring it. Oh, he walked. He walked and the referee missed it. Weber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he calls it too many timeouts. That's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't yes. have any. He got by with a walk, and Jimmy calls a technical. He, he calls a timeout. He doesn't realize that's Michigan's too many, and so it'll be a technical foul. North Carolina shooting and the ball. A huge mental mistake. Mental mistake. Mental mistake. Episode 26, no timeouts. Rodney, I'm here. I'm back. Keeping this thing consistent, you know, keeping it weekly, maybe bi-weekly for the fans out there. I don't know how many fans there are, but, you know, it's more than one, so I can still pluralize it, call them fans. Exactly. Yes, sir. Pope here. Always. I think he's, he's, trying, to, he's trying to sneakily become, like, the co-host, the official co-host, <laughs> and just block out everybody. He's I don't need no back. titles. Titles let you get fired. Hey, that's, that's true. Hey, touche. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I feel. How I feel about that. I like Hearing the freelance that, it, man. Coming like, from a married yeah. man, talking about titles, then don't, don't worry about no titles. Hey, man, it puts pressure on you, brother. That's, <laughs> that's all true. I'll say. That's true. Hey, that's it's a whole different ball game. Hey, yeah, that's that's true. But before we get into this NBA stuff, we got All Star Game drafts. We got the NBA trade deadline. Trade deadline all on Thursday. We're recording this on Thursday night about eight thirty. So the draft just happened, but before we get into the NBA stuff, I just need to bask in the glory of my rightness. Let's close the chapter on yeah, the NFL. close the chapter on the NFL real Great quick. Great season. Great season, of course. Um, you know, the Super Bowl was a good game overall. Started off a little slow, picked up. Um, of course, it was the one time I had no locks and did not bet. It was the one time I was probably the most right I was all year. Damn near to a T with the score, man. <laughs> but yeah, but I didn't say. I think the, I think I said the score was going to be thirty-one to twenty-three or something like that to yeah. get right under the the under. And of, you were and it was almost what, thirty-one, dead on, man. yeah, thirty-one twenty. So yep. I should have. I was going to bet the Chiefs. I was going to bet the under. Put it together. We'll just say we see. bet in real life. Yeah, so it's fine. Yeah, so. but, I, I wish. I wish. I, you know what I'm saying I'm broke out here. I can't be passing up opportunities like that. Uh, just to recap, I mean, we, what we talked about on the pod, we talked about our X-Factors and who we thought was going to win, like you said, though. Yeah, we both had the Chiefs. The beginning of that game was just two teams scared to make a mistake, but I really liked how San Fran came out. They surprised me. They came out physical. They came out fast. They came out throwing a lot of reverses because Kansas City has a lot of beef up the middle in terms of the defensive line. Um, they threw them off balance, but going into halftime with a 10-10 tie, wasn't really the best, but then the 49ers kept jumping out. But then, man, at the end of the day, day, it came down to my very expert analysis. Yep. One team has Patrick Mahomes, the other team has Jimmy Garoppolo. That's true. And that's just what it came down to. Because if Jimmy Garoppolo had made uh, two or three decent throws that he missed, and I'm talking about wide open ones, mainly the Emmanuel Sanders one. That was, hurt. Yeah, there were some other ones that he did some check downs, and there were some guys open down the field, but he was, you know, playing passive or whatever. But long story short, if he was a competent quarterback in that particular game, uh, and he was for three quarters, but if he had been in for four quarters, they would have won easily. Because, I mean... I think so. Defense was doing his job. Um, they were keeping Patrick Mahomes out of the game for largely until the fourth quarter. Right. And then they let him get that confidence. They let him sneak up. They gave Tyreek Hill that one pass, and it's like it's like when you first hit that bully the first time, and then you're just like, oh, I can make him bleed a little bit. Right. And then you saw Pat Mahomes get that confidence back. But my, I have to hats off to the Chiefs defense line because I mean I'm sorry the Chiefs offense line because that game could have looked a lot worse. And yeah, and Bosa had ten pressures. He went. I told you he wanted to go see Trump bad. Yeah, man. But nobody was more more heartbroken than than Nick Bosa. On oh, that for bench. sure. Nobody. Yeah, for he let, sure. let his hero down. Let his family down. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, the way I look at it, I still would have had Damian Williams as my MVP of that game. Seeing how he was giving no holes, no opportunities to run through, and he was still making Yo, he was something making out of nothing. Miss. He was making dudes miss something crazy. That I, kid I, I've right never there, seen man. him act like that before. Yeah, that kid right there was the truth, and he helped him out a lot. Undrafted. Whether you think that last touchdown he actually reached the ball over or not, hey, man, it's what the refs called yeah. on the field. It was too I mean, close to overturn. His stats got his stats got a little inflated with the you know exclamation point touchdown, you know the forty yard run when they were already up. But I mean, hey. I give him credit, of course. I would have got Mahomes because at the end of the day, Mahomes led the original comeback, um, scoring the two touchdowns prior to his final touchdown to give them the 24-20 to 20 lead. Uh, it's just crazy how good Mahomes is because I really felt like actually watching that game, the 49ers had the more complete all-around team. Yep. Um, but the Chiefs just kind of had the best player and the more most impactful single player, given that it's the quarterback position. Uh, and their coaches just didn't mess up. Andy Reid did not mess it up. I mean, Patrick Mahomes threw two, well, one uncharacteristic interception. The other one, Tyreek Hill kind of hit both his I mean, hands. It was behind him. Back. It was behind him. But when he you, played a bad game. When they flipped that angle around, when you looked at the whole, the window he was throwing through, it was very hard to make that throw. And honestly, Andy Reid had a great game plan. Eric Bieniemy called a great game. So hats off to those two gentlemen. Um, I'm happy to see Big Red get one, and it's it's mind blowing how fast that that confidence boost turned. I mean, what twelve minutes left of the game? You got the 49ers in the other end zone celebrating a second pick, and then right, and then that was just it. like that, that you're down ten, and Jimmy G has to win you the game, and everybody knows it, but. I mean, seeing that game and really watching it really spoke to the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, because you didn't see a lot of blitzing from San Francisco. No, they didn't need to. They, they said, here's our four, four. We and we're dropping everybody in coverage. So those windows were tight. And your man Sammy Watkins came up big, like you said, came up with some huge plays down the stretch. The stats may not show it, but he came up with some big plays. And... Hats off, man! It was a great season, and I think we had a good uh, we had a good chance. I I think the San Fran, like I said, they were my pick to who can make this sustainable. I think San Francisco will be right back next year, man. If they do the right things in offseason, of course, we don't know, but I think that they're poised to be back in a, a primetime position. I feel that. All right, well, enough football. You know, we're moved on. Chapter close. Chapter close. Good year. Um, no, Girlfriends, we'll get your Sunday back. Facts. We'll, we'll, we'll start talking maybe when the draft comes around. I'm not a big NFL offseason guy. Not at least until the draft actually happens. I'm definitely not a big combine guy. So, we're going to get right into the basketball. NBA trade deadline. We're going to go right to the biggest, maybe most impactful trade, at least according to some people. I kind of think the trade is overblown, and that is Iggy to the Heat. Uh, they gave up Justice Winslow. They got Jay Crowder as well, who I think is actually a better player than Iguodala, probably. Last time I seen Iguodala play, I definitely would rather have Jay Crowder. Um, not that I think Jay Crowder is great. This kind of tells you how I feel about Iggy. Um, but, yeah, what were, you, what were your thoughts? I'll, I'll go first, actually. I think my initial thoughts, I mean, were that, that it's a little overblown. Um, ideally, I'm sure they would have liked to get Gallinari instead of those two guys. Because um, I think the biggest missing spot that the Heat had was that stretch four. Uh, right now they're starting Myers Leonard. You know, they had Kelly Olenek coming off the bench. I mean, they have a great center in Bam. Mr. Neckbeard. Yeah. 
Bam's already there. Bam is your... He can Solid. play a four. He can play a five. So they need a... And I don't even know if they necessarily need another big, but Gallinari's tall. You know, so just having that other guy... If you have Gallinari and Duncan Robinson on the court at one time, two guys over 6'8", two guys who are shooting over 40% from three, and you can't, can't leave open, and, you, and then you have Jimmy Butler or, and Bam with... I don't know, maybe Kendrick Nunn or Tyler here. Like that, those lineups would have been crazy mm-hmm. with Gallinari. But Gallinari's on an expiring deal; he's about to be a free agent. The Heat don't want to have their cap beyond 2021 in flux because you know they want that space for Giannis, which you know makes sense. Um, and OKC already owns their 2023 pick, so. The Heat could not trade them another pick. The only thing they could do was lift the protections off the pick that they already owed OKC, making it a totally free pick. No matter where the pick goes, they would go to OKC versus a top 14 lottery protected pick. So all that to say, in short, very unrealistic to get Gallo, but that would have been nice. Um, Iggy is a decent alternative. Jay Crowder is a decent alternative. Uh, just gives them some more wing depth. Um, I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on, on, on that trade? Do you feel like the Heat are now, you know, the second best team in the East? So I'm not with the crowd that wants to inflate the Heat all the way up to number two. Um, I understand that the East is having some who's number two, who's number three issues right now. And it's kind of open for the taking. So I if it's not the Heat, then who's in your number two? My number two spot, I believe, is still going to end up being Boston. I think. Down the stretch, they're learning how to play with each other. I think Kimba is playing a very efficient game right now. And I think that uh, now that Gordon Hayward is getting a little bit more confidence back in himself, I think that Boston will be the team to go down the stretch with. Um, who I think won the trade is going to be Memphis, in my opinion. You Look, you got rid of a net negative. He wasn't even reporting to the team. He was killing the morale around the team. And he was actually giving Memphis, they, he kind of gave them an identity, an edge. You know, they're one of the younger teams in the league with two two promising young players. Um, and Iggy kind of being rebellious kind of set those guys off to step up and be the leaders on that team. And you get Justice Winslow out of the deal. Yeah. Uh, a very serviceable three, however you want to put it. Yeah, made, made Jay Crowder very expendable. With a lefty, I mean... So, Iguodala, I think, is going to contribute to the Heat. Don't get me wrong. I picked Memphis to win the trade just because I, I like what they got out of that deal. Iggy, essentially, is going to be with the Heat another year after this, and then they have a team option on the contract for the third. Zero percent chance they picked that up. At all. <laughs> um, but what I do like about it is the last time we saw Iggy, in my opinion, you saw him nursing a back injury. You saw him nursing a bunch of injuries. He kind of had this entire offseason and this you know, up until the midway point of the NBA season to get healthy. So a healthy Iggy is going to sit in that corner and knock down a three for the Heat, and he's going to play defense. And I like what the Heat got in leadership and kind of giving them an identity. But Iggy at this advanced age, I don't know if that moves the needle enough for me. Now, like you said, if they got Gallo too, I think that was the ultimate play, of course. You know, add Iggy and a piece, but now you just got Iggy. Wow, so, you got, you're calling Jake Crowder a, not a piece? He's been traded almost as much <laughs> as uh, my guy for the Sixers. What guy for the Sixers? Ooh, Ennis? No. <laughs> Tobias Harris, oh. sorry. Jay Crowder's been traded almost as much as him, if not more. So, for me, Jay Crowder is basically... He ain't been the same since he tore his ACL when J.R. Smith cheap-shotted him a long time ago. 
And now he just kind of sits in the corner, hits an occasional three, and then gets in fights where he gets punked, kind of, sort of. So, it was better than James Johnson, right? I'll, I'll give you that. So, he improves their bench. That's true. Small hey, forward spot. Another thing, though, that you're not factoring in. I know you picked Memphis, and that's fine. But you're not factoring the fact that Miami got rid of all their dead weight. They got rid of James Johnson, and they got rid of Deion Waiters. Yes. In terms of net negatives. Yes. I mean, those are two guys who, you know, I'm almost, I would bet a lot of money that James Johnson was the person who gave Deion Waiters those gummies when he, <laughs> when he, see, when he passed out on that plane. I'm almost positive it was James Johnson. <laughs> Is it the tattoos? Huh? Are we profiling James Johnson? Well, I just think he's, I think the, he's the only other guy. On I mean, Personally. well, he said he got him from a teammate, but would not disclose who. The re- uh, but the reason I said it's James Johnson is because he's the only other guy on the team who's like a veteran who is probably just as yeah as miserable as Dion. So they were probably just getting high as hell together on the bench, not doing anything. They weren't even like physically checks, able to play yet. Like they weren't even passing their physicals yet. So you know that they were just fucking around. So I mean, well, it remains to be seen. I think we've honestly seen more of James Johnson this year. Than we've seen of Iggy, obviously. So it's just a matter of how healthy did Iggy get while he right. was resting. That's true. Yeah, is he on the, Le- the LeBron? Uh, uh, he he's got to be on something because lately he's been on a media tour, and I don't know about you. Yeah, but. hey, Iggy. All I know is he better not come out trash. Yeah. After he came after he came out saying he didn't want to play on Memphis, and Memphis was calling him out and all this stuff. Hey, he better not. He better not be some trash. That's Man. all I know. I'm I'm almost about to say let's move Memphis to the east. Yeah, so, just, they can, so they can so play Miami? Get, yeah, let's yeah, just let's get go. that playoff hey, series out the way, man. I, I'm fully in support of an in-season tournament that mixes the conference. <laughs> hey, that's hey, that's true. Hey, the NBA likes that. I'm fully in support but, of it. Uh, speaking of people who get traded a lot, next trade, and probably the biggest trade in terms of name recognition, uh, D'Angelo Russell getting mm-hmm. traded to his fourth team in five years in the NBA. On a 10-game losing streak. Uh, yes, on a 10-game losing I mean, he just got traded to a team on a 13-game losing streak. Mm. Uh, can't imagine waking up one day in uh, San Francisco and the next day in Minnesota uh, in the middle Hope. of February. Hope you got your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> he is with his best friend, Carl Anthony Towns, now. So, I mean, that's a good thing, I suppose. Um, this is probably the most divisive trade in terms of picking a side on who won. I mean, I've seen some people say both teams lost because... You're just trading, you know, two guys who are all potential and not as much production in terms of. Well, if you put their numbers to together, I think statistically this season, now granted, both of well, them, Russell is both of their usage rates are out of control because they're both on shit teams that was going to give them a lot of possessions and just let them do what they want to do. All right. But they're almost identical this year numbers wise. It's just would I rather have my point guard putting up these numbers or my three and D guy? Well, just three because Andrew Wiggins isn't playing no defense, but. Um, I think this will be the spark in Andrew Wiggins' uh, game to just let him know, like, hey, you're this is your second time technically being traded. You weren't giving no effort in Minnesota. You're over here now with Golden State. And in Golden State's mind, we got a tradable contract in his, uh, I think he's at between 26 and $28 million for the next season. Who, Wiggins? Yes. He also has four years left on his deal. Tradable. Is it tradable? Does any would anyone else a, have taken Wiggins other than Golden State in a league where John Wall's making forty plus, Chris Paul's making forty plus? Also, neither I one of those people get traded. I think tw- Chris Paul. We didn't think he was going to get traded. Now, granted, he got traded for Russell Westbrook. Also, I'm, I'm about to say, yeah, that and that's the only way Wiggins got traded for. But uh, think about it. We contract. got a lot of these young dudes that are about to start getting paid contracts out the buku, and one of them's going to fall off. You got eat, look at the Celtics. You got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Both are probably going to be max guys at the end of this year. 
So that $28 million Wiggins is making now is going to seem a lot tradable once some of these other guys start getting paid. In like two years. Hey, man. To me, the Warriors picked up a good asset in Wiggins. They're going to be able to use him like they used Harrison Barnes. And when you look at both of their numbers, they're almost the same player. Harrison Barnes is a little bit more efficient with a shot than Wiggins is. and But for the most part, they basically redid that. <laughs> Let's swap out Harrison Barnes for KD effect. So you're saying that the Warriors won the trade, <laughs> just just so I have you on the record. Yeah, I'll say the Warriors won that trade. Yeah, I see. I'm definitely going the other way. Uh, because think of the line. I mean, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins was it's it was before today. Andrew Wiggins is the top five least desirable contracts in the NBA. I mean, was D'Angelo Russell's any better? I mean, he's a better player though. There's a reason that the Timberwolves had to attach a first-round pick to get rid of Wiggins. Correct. D'Angelo Russell still still has more potential that he hasn't reached yet, whereas Andrew Wiggins, you kind of like this is the guy, right? This is what we're getting. There's well, no I mean, more... the Warriors feel like that's not that's not the case, but I mean, essentially, but the Warriors need the Warriors needed somebody. I mean, they needed bigger. a wing. They, they needed, needed a wing. wing. That's true. And we all know that Clay and Steph. They should have got, got a better wing. They weren't going to play with D'Lo. That's yeah, I mean, that's also point true. Blank. But he wasn't going to sacrifice a six man this thing like Dennis Schroeder did. He's not. He wasn't going to do that. So they ended up getting someone in Wiggins. If Curry is smart, he probably just stays out the rest of the year. So they solidify getting a top five pick. Well, he says supposed to be back in March. I wouldn't risk it personally. Let Draymond get all the minutes he needs right now and figure out if you're going to keep Draymond on the team hey, next man, year. You still got to sell some seats. Yeah, they're in San Francisco and Silicon Valley. People are just wasting money to go to those games. It's fine. They'll buy the PSLs, the profession, the, the the personal license, seat license. Order. They'll get that for next year when they know the Warriors will retool and be healthy. They're fine. Um, they just came off of how many straight championships back-to-back? I think they can take a year off. I mean, well, I don't know. As a billionaire, if he can take a year off from making money. And in a new stadium. A new stadium in one of the richest cities ever. Like, the players are complaining about how expensive it is to live out there. So, trust me. They're fine out there selling merch. Yeah, I mean, my thing is just, again. One, you needed the... The, the T-Wolves had to do something. They to had keep, to. Well, one, just in general. Two, Carlton Towns is acting like a baby. So, they mm-hmm. already... Ex- Extended him for five years. This is the first year of a five-year deal. They got him for four more years after this year, or maybe five years after this year. I don't remember which year the uh, extension actually kicks in. But you know, in today's NBA, anybody can demand a trade at any time. Really, you're almost you're always on the clock, damn near. Well, no matter is, how many con- it, how, how many years somebody's the left. timeline in the NBA lately with the newer generation of players is typically gone like this team drafted me i'm loyal as ever i want to stay here for the next all my career i want to end up you know in a situation where i put on one jersey for my whole career then they get to the contract year yes i love it here i want to be here pay me that max team gives them a max they do about 20 games under the max and then say you know what this sucks (laughs) i want to go play with my friends i met at the all-star weekend well that's why the t-wells got d-lo they say yeah we're gonna bring a friend to you you don't need to go and leave for your friends we're gonna bring a friend to you which sneakily in some ways sets up Devin Booker also going joining the Timberwolves because he is the, the third of that trio of friends. Again, we're gonna have to break the numbers down, like you said, with Carl Anthony Towns' max because Devin Booker just got a max and who knows when that kicks in and didn't, how many years he's got left, how flexible they are. Well it's, they don't have any well the Timberwolves don't have anyone else on their roster they need to worry about paying, really. Correct. 
So yeah, it's, they got so they can fit those three guys. Already. Yeah, they already so. got rid of Teague. They got they traded Gorgie Dang actually in a in a yep. salary cap situation move. Uh, so they're opening up another max slot to bring in another Bash brother essentially to Minnesota. Um, that's the I'm sure I'm sure that they're thinking long term because there have been quotes out there where Carlton Towns, Jansel Russell, and Devin Booker have said that they wanted to play on the same team at one point. And that would be a young superstar studded squad that plays no defense at and, all and loses in the first round. In the West, yeah, but the, the West, West is changing. So you know, some some players out in the West are starting to age. Um, but you know, I do like. We'll have to see where the Rockets go, right? So this will cue up another trade that happened, where basically the Rockets said, "We want to be the smallest team ever recorded to play basketball." Hey, look, I respect Mike D'Antoni. He said, "Look, if I'm going to go out, because there have been rumors of him getting my fired, terms. I'm going to do it my way." Yep. And I'm sick. And the thing, I think another thing. That people don't take into account in terms of Houston is when they trade for Russell Westbrook, and then you have Clint Capella. All of a sudden, you're in a Mike D'Antoni offense where two guys can't shoot, and his mm-hmm. offense isn't—it's not going to work that way with two non-shooters on the court, no matter the position. So, yes, you're obviously sacrificing rebounding and whatever you know, everything that comes with having an actual center on the court. But, I mean. If you're going to, again, if you're Daryl Morey, if you're Mike D'Antoni, hey, we're just going to do what we do. We're going to play our way. It's a blitzkrieg. Because. It's, let's see who can score 150 points every night. I'll right. bet on my guys more than yours. Pretty much. Because the one thing that Mike D'Antoni regretted when he was a coach in Phoenix was not ramping up the shooting, the pace even more. People were saying that he's he was, was doing it too much already. So he fell into that pressure and calmed down. Well, now he's like, look, I'm not making the same mistake twice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go, um, we're shooting the most threes. We got James Harden. We got Russell Westbrook. I mean, the goddamn rim is going to be wide open. <laughs> we're running five out every play. There's nobody, there nobody posting They're that. probably going to average 63s a game. Probably. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the worst basketball to watch ever. That's another underrated part about all this. It's oh, it's, it's going to be, percentages. It's going, it's to, going be, to kill percentages. Well, it's just going to be mean. awful to just watch guys just chuck threes all game. Yeah. And, and James you Harden. remember on my first episode of the podcast, what I was saying when we were talking MVPs, and I was saying right now, Harden's going to end up with the stats. If anybody's watched this season, you're going to absolutely say F no. There's no way possible it can happen. Well, hopefully everyone who votes for the MVPs watched this season. I would hope so, but you can't always know. I mean, what I would say is at the end of the year when they're going to throw those numbers on the table, and the NBA actually... I don't think it's been a slave to numbers, so to speak. Sometimes, so I think they definitely. I give are. them, I give them credit on that part. They're not just like, well, you led the league in points. You're oh, you're talking, you're talking about the people who voting for the uh, for the MVP, for MVP, and oh, that's because that's they have scoring champions, so they can always say, well, that guy's for this, and then right. we can isolate MVP to be just the MVP who's the most valuable player. Right? Um, could this be a Giannis back to back thing? I don't know. That would be nice, you know, but. When you break down the raw numbers after this trade, I think Harden's going to just start averaging forty points and just chucking sixty threes a game. I don't know. I think I think this trade's actually going to help Westbrook the most. Uh, no, he can play faster. He's going to yeah, dive he's in the lane faster. and kick he's out. He's going to get so many rebounds. Yeah. all the rebounds for him. Mm-hmm. This poor PJ Tucker. They got him. Six I hope five he loves the corner. He's just going to. <laughs> well, that's fine. That's a, his problem. Offense. His problem's not going to be. He's going to need to stay in that corner and get his rest because he's going to be guarding every big man in, in the league. Well, they got a young legs in um in that two guard that's there. Who Daniel House? 
They got some young I mean, legs in him. They're, they're going to throw him down there. Roko's oh, at least God six, bless, seven, six, God nine. Bless, hey, God bless their hearts. Yeah, God they're going to throw them. them down there. God bless all of them. They go up against the, the Sixers. They got Garden Bead. Go up against shit. Go up against the T Wolves. Somebody got guard Cat. Hey, look. Go up against the Lakers. You got put. They're gonna put out Dwight and Anthony Davis at the same time. Still, they're not gonna go small. You, you might see Russell Westbrook in the post, <laughs> getting back down. You might. Centers, hey, you might. They're gonna switch everything. You might. Why not? It's, why not switch? It's, it's, not, ugly, it's not gonna make man. a difference. It's gonna Houston be one gonna guard be or another guard. Borderline unwatchable if yeah. they not if they are not already. Uh, let's. I'm gonna move on to a team I actually like watching, the Clippers. Picked up Marcus Morris. Uh, they trade away Mo Harkless, their first, and a couple, you know, young guys who really don't get on the court. Terrence Mann uh, and that rookie from Florida State, whose name I will not try to pronounce, uh, but he never really played, so that is not important. What's important is Clippers. Marcus Morris, do you feel like now the Clippers are for sure the best team in the West with this addition? No. Talk about a team that needed Gallinari. Um, huh. And they gave him away essentially to OKC, but you they Gallinari would have fit that team so much. What this move tells me is load management is real, and we want to make sure Paul George and Kawhi are fresh for the playoffs. So we need a three slash a four that can kind of take up those minutes in that beating in the regular season, so we can keep our two guys fresh for the playoffs and when the series matter. What would have been a, a power move, I think, for them is to add size at center. Because Zubac is unplayable in a playoff series. If it's the fourth quarter, Zubac I don't know, I is think out. I think he's got better. Well, one... You're not trusting him down the stretch well, against yeah, Anthony Davis, but you, but, they, but they got, they got Montrezl Harrell at center. You he's like a six-foot-eight center? center who's going to get bodied. I love his energy, but in terms of on the defensive end, Man, they almost I like, face I like the same Montrezl problem Harrell. Houston has. I like Montrezl Harrell. I don't they, know. I do. We just, we just talked about Houston I, going ultimate small ball. The Clippers are basically about to do that except less three-point shooting. Well, I, well, hey, Montrezl Harrell's not as small as P.J. Tucker. But I do at all. But at all, <laughs> I mean, say there's, there's levels. There's levels. No, no, no. I get that, but I don't think he's going to be able to compete with Jokic on a on a in a playoff series. I don't think he's going to be able to compete with Anthony Davis and JaVale McGee. And who knows if we get a boogie sighting? He has a lot of rehab that he's been doing. I've been checking his little Twitter, his YouTube channel, posting <laughs> a lot of. Good stuff. Uh, you, I don't know when they have the to activate him. You're into the, the boogie propaganda? Well, LeBron did what the Pelicans should have did. And and that was keep Boogie around AD because obviously they like being around each other. And I think the only reason Boogie is even on the Lakers is obviously to contribute. But mainly, let's give AD similar to what they just did with Cat and D'Angelo Russell. Give him his friend. That's fair. So, but, hopefully I see Boogie in, in the playoffs. But, I mean, just think about that. You have AD... Of Boogie Cousins, JaVale McGee right now, and Dwight Howard on the Lakers. The, are, who on the Clippers is even going to get a rebound in the series? Most of these teams... Well, one, you act like the Clippers haven't already beat the Lakers twice. They have. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like... At the end of the day, the Lakers aren't going to play Dwight or JaVale at the five in the fourth quarter when it matters. Well, honestly, both teams are going to go in one and two, so if they meet each other, it'll be in the conference finals. Which is fine, but what I'm saying is it's not like the Lakers are going to go and play two big men in in crunch time. They're going to play Anthony Davis at the five with LeBron or Kuz at the four or whatever. Um, so, that's, I mean, so that is what it is. And at the end of the day, no one you pick up is going to be able to guard Anthony Davis regardless. 
It's not like you could pick up. There's no Anthony I Davis. I just wish they would have tried. I do like the Marcus Morris just to bring it all the way back full circle, not to get too far off of it. I like Marcus Morris, but when I saw him in Boston, him and uh, Marcus Morris has this. He thinks he's the guy, and clearly you're not going to be that on the Clippers. So can he take his ego and put it in the backseat well, and sure, say, I'm, I'm sure. here to do this? Well, when Or he, will he do the same thing he did in Boston and New York and say, give me the ball. I'm the guy. Well, yeah. Well, there's no Kawhi or Paul George there for him to feel inferior to. Well, he was, he was on a team with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, and he still said, give me the ball. I mean, well, I don't know. I, again, those guys aren't and Kawhi. Horford. Those guys They're aren't Kawhi. They're not Kawhi. They're not Paul George, and they weren't coached by Doc Rivers. Even though Brad Stevens is a pretty good coach, but what I would say is you can't unteach that out of a baller. Like, when he thinks he's the guy and he knows he can contribute, he's going to take those shots when Kawhi's in the corner saying, no, give me the ball back. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's possible. But uh, this move screams load management to me all the way. That's fair. I mean, I thought the Clippers were the best team in the West in terms of being built for the playoffs anyway prior to this trade happening. So, I mean, I do think that they got better. They upgraded from Mo Harkless, who is on offense and solid on defense, to a guy who's solid on defense can actually get you a bucket on offense. I mean, they got they have between Kawhi, Lou Will, Paul George, Marcus Morris, and and now and Montrez. That's a that's a a wild. Closing five uh, between maybe Lou Will or maybe you want to put Pat Bev out there. That's a that's a lot of versatility. That's a lot of guys who can go get you a bucket. Uh, I think I think Marcus Morris. I I expect him to buy into the process because he's not he's getting traded to a team with title aspirations. He was on the Celtics last year. He knew they weren't winning a ring, or two years ago he knew they weren't winning a ring. When he was on the Knicks, he knows they suck. So like, oh yeah, the Knicks, got, this was the marketing campaign for yeah, him to get a, traded. A, yeah, so it's just a different, it's, it's, it's just a different mindset. When you come in, you know your role is to help a team win a championship, not to get your numbers. Like at this point, he knows that he's valued. That's, they traded for him. He has nothing to prove. They trade. They traded for him, and it he's already got his money. Nice. It and sounds he, nice, and he's right? got his money. He's got his money already. No, it sounds nice, but. I'm telling you that switch. Sometimes you can't flip it back well, look, in game. Look, well, the and Clippers want to so see good. those bright lights in the playoffs. Look, the Clippers are so good that if he starts doing that, then he doesn't. He doesn't have to play in the fourth quarter anyway. I mean, they'll, playoffs they'll, they'll probably work without him. You know what playoff basketball is? is you put your best seven out. Those are the guys that are going to get the primary. Well, no, minutes. he's going to get his. Minutes. He makes the best seven. He's going to get his minutes, and honestly, when he's out there on the bench, they're going to want him to shoot anyway. I don't think he's going to play a lot of minutes with Paul George and Kawhi on the no, court at the same time. No, I think he'll be. He's, 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 be with, he's on that lineup with Lou Will. Yeah, so there's nothing wrong. With being, he'll be the number two scorer in that lineup, and that would be totally fine. Uh, I think the, the Clippers. I thought again. I'm already biased. I thought that they were the best team built for the playoffs in terms of who has the best seven or eight guys. Right. I think it's the Clippers. So long story short, but to your point, not much argument for me there. In in terms of adding a big guy, because I do think. Um, that that is one hole that they could improve on. I mean, no team is perfect. There's no Warriors this year. Every team kind of has something that they a can chance. Do. Yeah, and a chance, and also yeah. a flaw. Um, it was crazy to see how Andre Drummond just got traded for nothing for a washing for machine peanuts. <laughs> for peanuts. To basically just trade him for some blockbuster tickets or something. Like yeah, that. like not even a first round pick. Yeah, yeah. You got a fan Dango gift card. You I didn't even know Brandon Knight. Drummond. I didn't even know John Henson was still in the league. John Henson, Brandon Knight. I saw Brandon Knight play some garbage minutes. That's the only reason I knew he was in the league. I didn't even. I did not know John Henson was still in the league. No one is playing. No one's watching the Cavaliers. Period. I mean, so, that's true. Yeah, we can just call that right there. This tells me Detroit is trying to tank of all tanks. But, oh yeah, definitely. 
But to be fair, and they didn't want Detroit him to pick up that had, option. Exactly, Detroit had to get off of this contract. Yeah, they didn't Drummond want him to pick up that because they knew option. he was opting in. Because oh yeah, of course, Drummond is a dinosaur in the league right now, unfortunately. And I mean, if you look at him in the face, right, he looks a lot older than he is. He's only twenty four. Yeah. He's young, and he looks like he's 30, and he moves like he's 30. I mean, granted, he can get a board, but he's the tallest dude in the court. I would hope you can. Right. But I don't know if your game is even appreciated on, what, 50% of the teams in the league right now. It just would have been crazy seeing how low that he ended up going if the Clippers could have found a way to to pick him up. I would have threw threw them more heartless for Drummond. Would you rather – so you'd rather have them pick up Drummond than Mark? Well, he got – Traded for such a low number. She I mean, Mike could have got them both. But what if you're the Clippers and you have all these guys, and then Drummond picks up his option at 28 million? Yeah, that's that. That'll that'll be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> they, never they mind. Pick, Let's scrap this theory. Let's scrap this. <laughs> they, I was workshopping it. No, nope, nope. I don't even want the chance. <laughs> it's almost a condition of the trade. Like you have to rip up your contract and let us just sign you to a we will not do this. <laughs> yeah, and there's no way that's happening. So that's probably that's probably where the talk broke down. They probably yeah. were like, hey, we're gonna trade. It's for right you. there what in the contract. What do you think it's about like, opting out. It's like no jet skis, no playing football, <laughs> no strip clubs, no and in. no opting in. Yeah, just no opting right in. Right there. What's what is the number on his? I need to look up the number of exactly how much he will soon be opting into. I think it's close to twenty. No, it's close to thirty. Is it? It's that. He high? signed for five years, one twenty-seven. Initially, was his extension after his rookie deal. Stan Van Gundy, what were you doing with Detroit, man? This is yikes. Yes, he will opt into a twenty-eight point seven million dollar option, player option, uh, and he is twenty-six, not twenty-four. For the record, still relatively young, but you know. Two years can make a difference, though. Yeah, you know, I mean, just, just for, knees, for accuracy. Those knees have two more years on them. That's <laughs> for accuracy sake. But, yes. Well, now I don't feel 7. bad about Wiggins' contract. I mean, if you're asking me who... Well, I don't know about, about that, because there's only one teams. more year of Drummond, and then there's four more years of Wiggins. So, I, I, I don't want to compare. Salaries are going to start keep going up, though, man. I mean, when Drummond was about to get paid, the going rate for centers was probably a lot lower, too. I mean, that's true. I'm just saying that you can just get rid of Drummond sooner. You can get rid of a contract sooner is all I'm saying. Yeah. Cap, cap space is king in the NBA if you're not a championship Max players starting to get dealt every season, B. That's the only thing that I'm seeing. These, these organizations like Drummond complained about, which I do have an issue with, is, you know, no loyalty or anything like that. Man, he'll and be all right. Opinion, He's still, that check's still clearing. He'll be all right. My, my opinion is... The players messed that up when their agents were getting word that they were going to get traded, and then they started to nix the deals by saying, "I'm not signing with that team right. if you trade me there, and I don't want to go here." And right. Well, it's like that point. Well, then yeah. So, we so teams had in. yeah, we had to just take that out because you're messing up our deals now, right? If we're trying to build a team for the future and save our own jobs in behind, I'm not going to be loyal to you, knowing I'm going to get fired next year. You're going to be on a five year deal that you shouldn't have got in the first place. Yeah. So with Drummond going to Cleveland. Uh, Tristan Thompson, likely buyout candidate. Do you see him going to a team making an impact? You, like, what team would you like to see Tristan Thompson on? I'm assuming at this point he's going to get bought out. If, if he gets bought out and does what, uh, but he's gonna, what, did, he, what did Melo do when he get bought So when Melo got bought out of a high deal, he signed for like one or two. I mean, yeah, yeah. Once right? you buy, get bought out, you sign for signing, like a, you're yeah, not anybody for a can money. pick him up. You sign for a veteran minimum or whatever. I would love to see him on the Clippers. But that doesn't solve your size problem. He's the same height as Montrezl Harrell. Nah, I think he's a little longer. I mean, he's 
they're both like six nine. They're both like six nine. I mean, I'm saying neither one. There ain't no seven footers out there. To me, I like his. I, I like what I get in T Top, just like I like what I get in Harold. But I would rather have those two than a Zubach in Harold situation. That's fair. I would rather if I'm the Rockets, I maybe kick the tires on him. He yeah. does not fit my three and D model, but he's a high energy guy. He'll get boards and he'll do the dirty work with some of the bigs. Yeah. Like how Ken Freed was for him. I think he'd be good on the Celtics. I think that's the team. If he gets bought out, that would be the team that I imagine uh, will go after him the hardest. You know, Daniel I mean, Tice. I like Tice. Enos Cantor. They, they, need a, they need a guy who's, I don't know, a little more mobile. But the uh, thing is, they don't have they don't so they don't have minutes for him without pissing off one of Tice or Cantor. I think I'll be you okay know if you piss off, off Cantor. Well, who cares? They're There's a Twitter tirade coming. That's fine. I mean, look, the last thing I'm worried about is keeping Daniel Tice and Enos Cantor happy on my team. But Ty- Tice has been playing well in Brad Stevens' system. He's a center that's low maintenance. He doesn't require much. And Tristan Thompson doesn't really require much because he doesn't have that. He's limited offensively. Anyway. Right. No, he's not asking for no ISOs. I mean, looking at it, personally, I don't like DeAndre Jordan on the Nets. So... I would have took T-Top instead of DeAndre Jordan personally on the Nets team. But we'll see what the Nets can try to make of this if KD... Well, the Nets are non-factor. I may say the Nets are it's, non-factor. It's, it's such a toss-up. But for a future move, that's what I'm uh, if, if we're just talking this season, yeah, I, my, my choice is probably the Clippers or the Rockets. And, I don't know. Any team that you wanted to see make a trade? Also, shout-out to the Sixers. I think Alex Burke... And Glenn Robinson III will be a sneaky pickup for them. Although they gave up a few second round picks. Nah, uh, I like it. I mean, second round picks are yeah, no, good good move by them. Yeah. I think they needed a, they needed a ball handler creator in Burks. They need a shooter. Glenn Robinson III is actually shooting forty percent from three this year. Burks is shooting thirty seven percent from three. Um, so at least I mean, it doesn't fix their team, but it does address some issues that they had. Uh, so good for them, but. A team that did not make a move. I know you wanted to ask me this, but I'm asking you first. I beat you to it. Team <laughs> that you wanted to see make a move that did not make a move. Team that I wanted to see make a move, and I would have hoped it didn't hurt their chemistry, but I wanted to see the Nuggets make a move. I think that they have... They trade who? They're not trading Michael Porter Jr. I don't think they're going to trade Michael Porter Jr., but there was some low-risk trade assets that they could have got. Even, like you just said, that Alex Burks and Glenn Robinson just adding some bench shooting... It could have been a good move for them. Adding another big, maybe they're a Tristan Thompson candidate. Just having somebody so when Jokic needs to take a little break, you got somebody else that can bang in there with those guys so Jokic can keep his body fresh to be more of that finesse center that he is. Um, That was a team that I wanted to make a move in the West. And the team that I wanted to make a move in the East, honestly, was going to be Indiana. Technically, you could say Oladipo is their move because he's coming back from injury, but... I just think Oladipo, Sabonis, I'm not a huge Miles Turner fan for Indiana. Uh, I definitely agree. They definitely need to flip him for a wing but or, a, or a, more of a 3-4 than a 4-5. How fun would it have been, and you would have to do some Jedi mind tricks, but how fun would it have been to see Jalen Brown somehow on a lineup with Sabonis and Oladipo in Indiana? Like a year or two ago, the Celtics might have, might have made that swap. I would have loved ago. that. Honestly, and they tried. They tried to do that with that DNA in that same uh, move in that same mold when they ended up getting TJ Warren. But I, I mean, mean, Jalen Brown's Brown's a lot better than TJ Warren. But they had to settle with what they could get, and they that's obviously a piece that they were looking for a three and D guy. Yeah, Um, that's true. Well, other than of course the Spurs, who 
Of course, did nothing. Yeah, we're not going to talk about uh, that. Yeah, I'm not we're even going to get into that. <laughs> uh, in terms of teams I wanted to see make a move. Um, For Pops last year, you don't make a move. I mean, widely. Well, in your no, opinion, is this Pops last year? I mean, I think I, I'm hoping it's Pops last year. I'll mm-hmm. leave it at that. Um, I would have liked to see the Celtics make a move. I, I, again, I don't. I don't really like their centers. I don't really like Daniel Tice. Um, I mean, I do for a regular season, but not. You know, when it, at the end of the day, you, who's their five? There are five guys out there: Kimba, Hayward, Tatum, Brown, and then who's your fifth guy? When you in the fourth quarter, when it really counts, you gonna put out Daniel Tice or Enos Kanter when it really matters. That's what it's looking like. That's what. That's what I'm saying. Like I would have liked to see them upgrade that center it, spot a little bit. And they almost have the same problem that Toronto is having right now. It's not an identity problem with their starting five. It's really like I need that sixth guy almost. And it's like I, I, I like Toronto. I like that they that they stood pat. At first, I thought that that they should have made a move, but I actually like that they stood pat. They are just not healthy, so I feel like them being healthy would be their move. Marcus has been out for a while. Norman Powell just got hurt. Um, Frame and Bleak just came back. Um, it's musical chairs right now with them. They still got surge. They have. They. They, they have. I, I like. No, I like their team. I. I don't think that they would have hurt adding even like a Malik Beasley, just a little bit of size on that second unit. Because um, right now their first unit has the size, but when they get into that second unit, it's almost immediately a small ball lineup. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, now, granted, you're not going against Shaq in the second <laughs> unit, so it's not you can get away with it. But. Right, not for you. Once it comes to the playoff time, it's a little different. Uh, any other trades? Any other moves we didn't discuss before we move on to the? I think in general, just there was a couple of teams doing salary dumps, which is fine. But I mean, some teams were doing dumps to try to clear up space that nobody was even considering going to your team, probably <laughs> anyway. Well, some teams are just like trying to get under the luxury tax and stuff like that. Yeah, you see, you see some of that. Uh, I mean, I, as a Magic fan, I think they picked up James Enos. Uh, loser in general of the entire trade deadline is got to be Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I could not go without getting, talking get, to him. Getting passed around, and then he's getting bought out. So it's like he's getting wait. No, not even bought out. They're waving him. Yeah, yeah so say, it's you know. a straight up. When, when you leave a team like the Washington Wizards, and even they're saying like, "Hey." Don't, don't really need you. Don't need you. We're, we're, we're in this position anyway. Um, to go to the Clippers, a team that actually needed a backup point guard, and to think, like, I bet you when he saw the news, he's like, yeah, I'm going to the Clippers. Best team in the West. Right. So I'm about to be a backup. Imagine, yeah, get traded. I'm going to L.A. I, I'm about to be on a the team. The truck team. dream is gone, <laughs> but, like, I can still I can contribute. Still ring. And then they're like, no, 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 you don't get on the plane. Yeah, you, yeah. You stay. Sir, yeah, you're just, you're just salary filler. Man, that sucks. And honestly, that man gave his body, his soul to Boston. And whew, such a such a tragic story, I almost feel like, man. One of the guys that I root for and still root for. So, uh, you know, where he ends up, hopefully a playoff team does give him a look because I think he can contribute to a second unit. But it's not looking likely. He's bouncing around to what? Cavaliers, Nuggets. I mean, Phoenix is probably the only team left that's going to try to call him <laughs> just because of familiarity at that point. Pretty much. Yeah, he probably won't be on a team this year. Um, All-Star Game Weekend. All-Star, All-Star Weekend. All-Star Game Weekend is not a thing. All-Star Weekend. <laughs> we had the draft. Yes. Um, very interesting uh, strategy by Giannis. 
I think he just picked his friends. I think that was the strategy. So I was gonna pick the guys that I want to hang out with all weekend. He picked a t- he picked terribly last year. I don't hey, it was competitive it. low last. Year. It was a good game last year. Yeah, because he gave a damn. That was the problem. That's true. He was on, he was out there yamming it. Everybody's looking around like, uh, dude, calm down. sixty yeah, percent like, on this one, Giannis. Sixty percent. He's like, no, we go hundred every day increase. So. I mean, LeBron picked obviously the best players in the entire draft, and he. Hey, Giannis is at the size though. That's the one thing I'll give him. He's got the size in the starting lineup. Him, Embiid, and Pascal Siakam is a big front court. They're gonna get a lot of boards. They're a big front court where two of the three players are just trying not to get hurt. So also, I don't know who Trey Young and Kimmel Walker are gonna guard. So team, well, it's so, an all-star game, so nobody really guards. I mean, well, really. but when it comes down and if it's close and, and they start playing serious, this it's going to matter. Uh, the starters, let me, let me just review the starters for people who don't know. LeBron's uh, team is LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, and then James Harden in that order drafted. Um, and then Giannis has himself, Embiid, Siakam, Kimball Walker, Trey Young. And apparently when you watch the broadcast, uh, Charles Barkley was in Giannis's ear and it was down to Trey Young or James Harden. <laughs> and Sir Charles's advice was, you don't want a guy that's going to dribble a whole lot on your right, team. Right, right. And yeah, you know, I'm going to pass. And I'm then Giannis said, you know what? I want a guy that's going to pass. I'm going to get Trey Young. You're not even going to get a chance to get the pass. Trey Young's pulling up from half court. Every time he touches the ball. Yeah, but at least he doesn't dribble as much. That's the thing. If he's going to shoot, he at least he just shoots. James Harden likes to dribble. He's going to lullaby you to Go sleep. between his, hand, his legs <laughs> a little bit. Then he's going to step back. Then he's going to flail. Like, nobody's got time for all that. So, what I, I, will I say, wouldn't want to play with James Harden either. If I was Giannis, I wouldn't have drafted James Harden either. I'm not mad at him. <laughs> I wouldn't have drafted James Harden. Hell no, I wouldn't have drafted James Harden. I will say that I like Giannis's reserve pool a lot better, and I'll start off his reserve pool, and then you can go into LeBron's in the reserve pool. It's quite simple. High-energy guys that are going to play. You got Ben Simmons on. You got Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, the sneakiest, the sneakiest pick. You need that guy who's going to try real hard. That's and He's a bulldog. Man. I mean, LeBron's got Westbrook. Westbrook's going to try hard, too, but I don't know. Lowry's gonna, Lowry will take a charge. Larry yeah. will take a charge in an all-star game. That's what For you sure. need. For you know sure. guys going to go out there and take a charge. That's, I like his reserves a lot better than his starters. You got Ben Simmons, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, and DeMontis Sabonis. And really, you have only two people on that whole reserve pool that have been more than two all-star games. So you got, a lot, you got three first-timers, two second-year guys, and I think that they're going to try to show out just because it's their first times uh, there. True. So high that's, energy guys. That's fair. So who so who do you got winning? Real quick for for the podcast is over. I mean, I'm gonna take Giannis right now. this year. Giannis. Giannis. I kind of want to take Giannis too, but I feel like I might just be overthinking it because LeBron's got too much talent in his starting five. Luca, James Harden, Kawhi. Kawhi come on, that's that's too many. He's got all the wings. I like what he did. He went all wings with Anthony Davis at center. Right. Uh, so I'm just I'm gonna but go. All star changes mean basically they're probably gonna have the starters play a quarter, reserves play the second, starters play the third, reserves play the fourth, possibly. So I I got those second and fourth quarters being the two more important, and I like Giannis's reserves better than LeBron's reserves. That's fair. I think I'm gonna go with LeBron. They won last year. Obviously, you know what he's doing drafting. He's got this. 
And if this team was on 2K, it wouldn't even be close with, hey, with all these guys. I'm, I'm a little worried. This year. That's true. I'm a little worried that LeBron's team is a little redundant. Luka and James Harden basically are the same same type of player in terms of play style. Um, you got a lot of people that are ball dominant. That's true. LeBron's starting. Yeah, a lot of guys out, though. No <laughs> Kevin Durant, no Steph Curry, no Clay. Very sad. Sad sad times in the All-Star game. You're not going to see those guys. Not sad at all. You're not, not they, sad. Went, they went to five championships, <laughs> one. I'm just sad that they're hurt. I can't be sad that they're hurt. Sad. No, wow, they nice. can take a year off. Wow. They'll be back next year That's dominating awesome. the league. This year we have parity. <laughs> I don't know if that's better or worse, but it's it something different. We do have parity. Pope. Thanks for coming on. Anytime. Episode 26. No timeouts. We're going to get episode 27 up and running soon. Thank you for listening.